0: I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today's episode is entitled, 2020 Vision. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. So in today's episode, I want to share why your vision is impacting your success. So today I'm driving to the office, right, like every other day. Really, and lately, with some of the work I've taken on and some of the things that I've overcommitted to, which is a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode, I've been working seven days a week. And like, I truly believe in a four dimensional reality in which there's pretty equal dynamics between body being balance and business. And I've been super off kilter. Like, it's been business first, body somewhere in there second, you know, and then spirituality and family have come, you know, third and fourth. But in that, as I'm driving into work today, I am listening to different content on the way into work. Like I'm a big believer in staying away from radio and doing everything I can to stay away from, from music in the morning. really want to create that proper mental frame. right? No different than many of you as you're listening to this podcast are probably driving to the office now, driving to the gym. You might even be working out as you consume this. Either way, you're, I'm adopting this methodology that what's going into my brain is going to help impact the quality of my day. And in that, I'm actually listening to some Gary Vaynerchuk content. Now, I'd love to tell you it's on a podcast or something like that, but here inside of 15 Minutes of Freedom, I have this pretty strict rule of just stop fucking lying, so that would be false. I actually was at a stoplight as I leave the gym and scrolling through Facebook and saw this new Gary Vaynerchuk video platform. Don't really know what it is. I liked it and started listening to the content. Put the phone on my center console and just went, like just just I'm driving. And so I'm staring down at it more than I should, but I'm also paying attention to traffic. The big thing is I'm consuming the content. And in that, Gary's and a a guest are interviewing a listener or maybe answering questions for a listener. But in this little clip, and it's a five and a half, maybe six minute clip, they're going into the different religious and racial backgrounds as far as it pertains to success. And what I mean by that is there, there's a, a gentleman from, you know, I'll say of Indian descent. And he's discussing how his family, you know, when he turns 18, us here in the US, U.S., you know, call it what it is. And you know, I don't like to touch on the race topic too much, but us white individuals coming from a white household, I mean, it, no secret to you, I'm a white man. They're at 18, we're kind of emancipated. Like, you're told to go out and produce, and whether that's producing college or go get a job, it's like 18 is your rite of passage into the next evolution of your life. But in the Indian culture, what this man is saying, and again, fully ignorant in my behalf, is I don't really know the Indian culture as I should, that they are still property of their parents. And their parents kind of dictate what they do. Dictate who they marry, and then dictate really what job they get. Because it's looked at in their culture as though you're to pass on your parents' legacy. They're, and that would be your right, of course, once you have children. And so they're sharing this story, and it goes round and round, and eventually it gets to the point where they're saying, like, look, to to the listener or to the interviewee, the gentleman on the phone, saying, look, at some point you're going to have to get the testicular fortitude to say, fuck your parents. And I think about that for a second. You you as you're listening right now like that, that made my stomach get tight just saying those words out loud. Fuck your parents. Because even here as a white man, we've been told obviously to respect our parents, to respect their wishes, maybe not be so aggressive. And of course, Gary reframes this in this episode where he's talking about more the impactful facts of like look, don't actually say that. Tell them you love them, you honor them, you like you you want to agree with what they're saying for you to do. As time progresses, it's a long game. It's not a short game. And then we get caught up in the moment, like of right now. Well, sure, let's say your parents want you to do something, and you want to do the polar opposite. Well, that polar opposite, just say, look, like, let's agree to disagree, and let's revisit this conversation in 20 years. Yes, 20 years. Like, when's the last time in your life that you planned out 20 years ahead? Or that you had the conviction to stick to something for 20 years. Which ultimately what this episode isn't being about. We all want that instant gratification, right? I mean, we're now society. We want things to come to fruition immediately. We see things on social media, we assume that should be us. We you know, measure ourselves against what we believe other people's success to be and what we believe their path to have been. But their path is theirs and your path is yours. And so in this, what's what's coming out of this episode and the message that I'm taking away from this is looking at the long game. Like how convict, you know, what's your conviction level when it comes to what you currently want to do? Like you're in this hustle grind methodology of I have to make money, I have to make money. Well, what about the fulfillment side of things? Like, what are you doing to fulfill yourself? See, there's this disconnect, in my opinion, that you have to work your ass off doing something you don't like until you make enough money to go do what you want to do. Sure, I guess that's one way to go. That's a way, in in some capacities, that I went. And I'm able to look at that differently now because when I was at the bottom of the mountain, like broke, we've covered this, but... In case you're a new listener, truck repossessed, bank account balance about right about zero, not sure how we're going to pay bills, like broke. And this is after massive success. This is after 40, 50, 60, $70,000 income months for years at a time. I was broke. And so I hustled and I hustled in across some clothing because I knew I could sell and I knew I just wanted to sell something that wasn't having that mental regression of back to selling cars and so i sold suits and i learned how to sell suits and i I learned about fabric and wool and manufacturing and shoes and ties and belts like name something as it pertained to men's you know professional apparel and i feel very comfortable at this point saying i'd be an expert in it but in that i was chasing money Admittedly, of course, I like to look nice. You might not know it by the way that I look on this podcast, but a lot of this is branding to me. You know, the blue Lululemon polo shirt and a pair of jeans is this like laid back, relaxed look for you to see. I have a whole closet full of suits that I love to wear. I just don't want to come off as too pretentious, too stuck up, because there's a stigma around a man in a suit versus a man in a polo versus a man in a t-shirt. Versus man in gym clothes. Same thing with women. But again, I digress. That's for another episode. I'm sharing this with the fact of I spent four, three and a half or four years chasing money. Having nothing to do with fulfillment. And I got burnt out. Like the day stopped where I hit that wall. Just wasn't fun anymore. I was tired of traveling. I was tired of the hours. I was tired of all of it. And the juice was not worth the squeeze to me just didn't have it. And so I had to stop and I had to recalibrate. I had to get really brutally honest with myself about where was I actually going versus what I actually wanted to do. Well, you know, I've, I've had a passion for marketing. I've had a passion for the digital landscape. I have a passion for figuring out conversions and optimization. I have a passion for creating sequences and funnels. But really, if I'm now able to be finally honest, and finally, if you've been a long-time listener, I've been honest the entire episode's but finally honest with myself, if I go back, you know, a year and a half, 2 years, I wanted to train and lead men and now women into being the best version of themselves. But I was always scared shitless to say that out loud because of fear of judgment. Because what qualifications did I have to be a coach? What qualifications did I have to be a mentor to somebody? What qualifications did I had have to lead anybody from where they were at to where they want to get to. And the story that I kept telling myself is I had none. That I had no qualifications. When in all actuality, now that I look back, I am the combination and culmination of every event of my life up until that moment. So for me to train on what I had done and the lessons that I had learned and then how to apply them to anyone's life would have been applicable. Like I was waiting for this magic day to arrive in which all this impact would happen where I knew I had finally made it and I could finally help other people. I mean, have you ever felt this way? Like you yourself, have you ever wanted to do something and you're not sure you have what it takes to do it? So you begin to talk yourself out of it. I have a feeling I'm not the only one. And so what happens is I sequester that down, like I push that down. And it's in the back of my mind and I want to go down that direction. I want to be that guy. I know I have it inside of me, but I'm afraid of what the marketplace is going to say. So I push it down. And I start marketing products. CBD oil products, ebook products, helping nonprofits, name something as it comes to digital conversion and that, that I had some sort of and still have some sort of hand in that cookie jar. But I woke up one day and was just getting burnt out again. Like, I'm chasing dollars, not chasing fulfillment. And so I'm like, really, fuck it. It's time to share what I know. It's time to take the lessons and things that I've done and try to make that impact in the world that I desire to make. And I've been super fortunate. At this point, you have probably already heard or have access to here an interview I did with Lewis Howes. Incredible interview. I was fortunate enough that he came into the studio when he's here for a summit of greatness. We spent an hour, hour and 15 minutes just hanging out. In that he said something that will now stick with me for the rest of my life. You see, you as a listener to this podcast have heard me say multiple times, I want to impact a million people's lives with my message. And we all have our own litmus test for what impact means. Sure, as you consume this, I'm above hundred or you know, 1.5, maybe 1.7 million downloads. Who knows what the number is? So I guess we could say that's an impact. Doesn't really count for me though. And sure, I've got followers on Instagram and my posts get shared and all this stuff. YouTube views, like email lists I've created. That's not impact for me. That's simply like barely touching somebody. That's, that's somebody maybe scrolling by and seeing my name and stopping for three or four seconds. It doesn't count to me. Impact is the direct message that I get now. At an incredible propensity every day. Impact is the reviews you leave me on this podcast that something I said at some point meant something to you that caused you to change the way you viewed the world. Impact is the conversation I've had of the one of seven that ends up being sixty-four. I just had a cancellation, sixty-three conversations that I've had over the past ten days. Of hours of time getting to know you. That's impact. But I'm sharing that because Lewis shares with me that his goal is to impact 100 million people's lives. And I'm looking at him. He's a 35-year-old man. He's been running down this hill in the same speed that I am just for six years versus my six months. He actually used to sleep on a couch that is literally a quarter mile from where this office sits. He grew up 10 miles north up the road halfway between where I sit now and my hometown. And I'm like, man, this guy wants to do a, have 100 a million people. There's nothing different about him than me. Like, it's crazy to say that out loud. Like, here's this man that's been on Good Morning America, on Ellen, New York Times best selling books. All this stuff, right? I mean, that is Lewis Howes. Those are factual statistics about his life up to this point. But other than the fact that he's already achieved that because he's had more time, there is nothing different about him than me. There is no reason I can't have that same level of success. There's no reason why my little million person impact shouldn't be 100 million. Now, admittedly, I feel like if I say 100 million, now I'm just copying off Lewis. So I can't do that. It's not the way my mind works. It's somebody else's idea. But I just realized how small my million people really was or is in this moment. So it's a shift. It's a recalibration. It's a new stimulus that's coming to my environment that's causing me to pause for a second and think about where I'm really at. How many times in your life have you had that impact where something caused a pattern or up where you had to stop for just a moment and think, Am what I'm doing is what I'm doing lining up with that bigger vision. Is my vision big enough? Because it happened to me. And as it's happening to me, I'm sitting here thinking like, all right, man, he's on all this crazy stuff, but he's got a big run rate on me. But I got a podcast that you guys have helped make, you know, as I'm recording this, I'm number 13 in the country. Hmm. A hundred million, just not enough. Like he gets 2 million downloads a month on his podcast. I know I can do four. I know I can. It's just time and energy and effort and consistency. So screw it. He's at 100 million. Why don't I go for 120? Why not 120 be my number? So it is. Let's impact 120 million people's lives before I die. And as I say that there's a handful of you that are gonna think, man, that's incredibly arrogant. How can you think you can do this? Let's break this down. Let me share with you how my mind works. Let me give you some tactical tips right now, for how this happens. Fully knowing that as I share this, my math might be somewhat off. I don't have a calculator in my hand. You know, I'm going to spitball this. So I might recalibrate some of the numbers, but bear with me. I'm 34 years old as I record this podcast. Almost halfway to 35. I truly believe in my heart of hearts, I'll live to 80 years old. I just believe that to be true. So I'm going to make it simple math and say that's 35 years. That's it. I have 35 more years left. I'm essentially, no, I have 45 years left. See, like I said, math is escaping me right now. My mind's all over So I have 45 years of run rate left. Okay, well, if everything was consistent and equal, obviously I'd simply take 125 million people or 120 million people and divide that by 45 years. Roughly 3 million people a year. Yeah, but that's not really the way this world works. Right? Like social media exposure and the way content gets shared and consumed is an exponential growth curve. It literally takes one big interview or one big write-up or one big article or one big book launch to all of a sudden change the directory of your life. And so I don't really have to have 3 million people be impacted this year. I can have 100,000. I can have 10,000. I can have 5,000. But exponentially, year over year, if I map this out over a 45-year term before I perish, before my card gets punched because... Believe it or not, most of us don't think about this, but we're all going to die. Like, you listening, you're going to die. Crazy, right? That'll help listenership a lot. You're going to die, though. And so reverse engineer when you're going to die versus what you actually want to do. Then come up with a meaningful and impactful plan to execute it. So in this, bringing this full circle, this comes all the way back to the Gary Vaynerchuk conversation. Like, this is what starts my day as I'm driving in. Like, it takes me 25 minutes to drive in, and this... Interview lasts five and a half minutes. And so when the interview's over, I stop. And there's silence in the car. There is no new content. There is nothing. And in my mind, short of leaving myself voice memos, my mind starts racing with new ways to look at the world based off this new stimulus. And 2020 vision ends up meaning to me I need to have vision as though it's the year 2020 right now. Like, 2018's over. 2019 doesn't really matter. Like, let's talk about the end of 2020. Like I need to start preparing for December 31st, 2020. And I believe in signs, right? I believe in the fact that nothing is happening to us by chance. So I'm in the gym working out. I have my headphones on, noise-canceling headphones, blocking out all the sound in the gym. And there's a song that comes on I'm on, you know, Apple Radio. And the intro to the song is actually the countdown on New Year's Eve 1989 and the hype that went into switching into the year 1990. Just gets my mind racing like when's the next impactful change of the calendar and sure one could say it's 1919 but I'm going to go it's 20 or 2019. I'm going to go it's 2020. So there's two signs this morning that I have to start thinking further ahead. So the impact that I want to make, I really need to start imagining myself as the person that's living in 2020, December 31st. Like what does that person do? What's his schedule like? What does he charge his clients? Where is he speaking from stage? How many times does he be on national TV? How many books has he written? What's his mastermind look like? What are the apparel deals he has? Who is he lined up with and aligned with? What message and impact? What value is he bringing to the marketplace? How can that value be spread and become exponential? What are the things that he's doing to make a global impact to achieve the 120 million people he wants to touch? And so it takes a vision of 2020 or 2020 vision. And it's crazy because admittedly, I plan ahead. I do 90 day challenges. I look a year ahead and break it down into six months, break it down into a quarter, and I reverse engineer my whole next year. But a year's just not long enough. Like, here's this guy sitting across from me, he's got a six year head start. Like, I can't condense time down that fast, but I can optimize it. I can think about life two and a half years from now, two years, two months specifically. And I can start operating now like that person. Sure, my financial wherewithal might not be as strong. I don't have all the connections that I'll need to have. I don't have all the tools that I need to think at that level. But if I can be present in mind and start operating that way today, those things will find me because I'm trying to find them. It's crazy. I've never found that to be wrong. Those of you that don't believe thoughts become things are living a complete lie. Again, I believe we've covered this on other episodes, but if not, the whole idea of manifestation to me actually works. It's actually part of who we are. But this idea of manifestation, you can sit there and just think. Like I can sit here and think at this desk for the next two years and two months that I'm all of a sudden a New York Times bestseller and I'm appearing on Ellen. Like I can sit here and think about that. I can think and think and squint my eyes and I can meditate for the next two years. I will guarantee you one thing that will not get me on Ellen. I don't know what else it won't happen, but that will not happen just by sitting here thinking about it, thinking about it, aligning it with action for a long enough time, desiring a consistent outcome that will happen. It just will. And so what I want to encourage you today to consider if you're willing is how far out is your vision? And does that vision ultimately align with your desired outcome? Like are you living in, and purpose is such a tough word, but are you living in your purpose? Are you doing the things that actually make you excited? Or are you chasing money, hoping for the day, hoping for that one day that it feels like you can go do what you actually want? If I look backwards over my life and really take stock of what has actually happened, not the bullshit story we tell each other, not the bullshit story I tell myself, but from 19 until 31, what I did didn't really matter. There were life lessons and things to learn and cheating and manipulating and businesses and all the stuff I've shared. That's impactful. That makes me who I am today. But there's no reason during that time period I couldn't have doubled down, found a mentor, helped me in a more in-depth manner with Internet marketing, saved all the money that I could have, found impactful coaches to help me learn how to scale and optimize a coaching business myself and start going down that path. Like it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me how something simple like consuming a a five-and-a-half-minute Gary Vaynerchuk video while driving into work can completely shift the trajectory of what will be the next 26 months of my life because I'm committed to make it so. So before we jump into the normal end of this episode, I have a strange ask. I have a strange favor. Somehow this is going to end up on social media, which is going to. In the social media, I want you to tag Gary Vaynerchuk. like it's time for him to be a guest on this show. I consume enough of his content, I've been to enough of his events, met him a couple times, been around him, have his contact information, but I want to do it the other way. I want you to help me get him on the show. So just tag his name. Take a post, tag his name. Don't care which one it is. But in that, the ultimate question becomes, are you operating or where in your life could you be operating with 2020 Vision? Maybe it's in that body that you've always wanted, where you have this idealistic vision that you can run an Ironman. Sound familiar? But you have this vision, and you don't know how to achieve it. You just know you want it, but you're doing nothing to align yourself with it. But it takes casting that vision and realizing, reverse engineering into how it's going to happen, and then executing the plan until it does. Maybe your vision is to have a successful relationship that ends up in marriage you don't really know when or how what i guarantee you is if you put a place on a calendar where you commit to it that's going to stretch you to be at a higher capacity than you are today and then you work diligently towards that for long enough you have a much higher chance of actually achieving that goal same thing as it pertains to your business you know let's say you finally do want to go out and cut your chops and become an entrepreneur i think many of you listening right now have a desire to do something that's vastly different than how you're earning income right now but it's a bullshit stories you keep telling yourself. If I don't have enough money, I don't have enough skills, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough wherewithal, I don't, I don't, I don't. I have to challenge you to start thinking that you do. Like that message that comes from your soul, that divine intervention, that spirituality, as I will call it, is there for a reason. Some of us follow that, and life becomes fun, enjoyable, in alignment. And then some of us fight that our entire lives maybe end up with a couple hundred grand in the bank, a cushy retirement. But your entire existence here on the planet was almost for naught because you didn't get to do what you ultimately wanted to. And when you have the income to finally do it, your body's going to be too worn out and you're going to be too tired to actually try to achieve it. So with that being said, I found day over day, time after time, that when you commit to a timetable, and hold yourself to a standard of excellence for long enough to achieve your desired goals, you're able to, day over day, get shit done.